Hi and welcome to this podcast episode on online marketing for schools.com. In this audio, I interview Nicole DeVries from Brisbane Boys College and uh, she has quite a lot uh, to say about how she's uh, doing the marketing there and her team at Brisbane Boys College. It's quite a lot of good uh, insights in this audio. So here it is. Enjoy. Cool. All right. I um, just uh, opened up your website here for Brisbane Boys College. Uh, mm -hmm. looks quite good. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, pretty brand new. <laughs> That's right. You said it was just uh, redesigned? Yes. Okay. So how's it all going? Very well, actually. Um, we've got some some serious, uh, I guess, um, spikes in Google Analytics, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, previously, they weren't using Google Analytics at all here. Okay. Um, and the old website was, I guess, the central hub for everyone, not just perspectives. So um, we've tried to... Uh, make it not so, not such a general information source, and more specific to marketing to prospective families, whilst also happening, happily informing our current families as well. Okay, all right, excellent. Um, and you're doing quite a bit with uh, social media. I'm just looking at the Facebook page at the moment. I see you've got uh, a bit over 1,100 likes. Yeah, yeah. So that started at the beginning of uh, last year. Um, it was Australia Day last year that we started uh, the Facebook page okay. um, and we have uh, a Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn profile, Twitter account and a Vimeo site Vimeo. for the main college. Yeah. Okay, for your videos. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and where do you show those uh, videos or where do you broadcast them? Um, well, they're all within Vimeo, but then we will um, embed them within our website. Okay. Um, some may be just direct links to, like, via an EDM or something to our prospective parents or to our current, you know, community, depending on what the video is for. Okay. And uh, any reason you went with Vimeo over, like, YouTube? Yes, because Vimeo we can brand a lot more to, mm -hmm. to suit BBC. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we had one just for last year, um, but it was um, a bit of a, it was, I don't know, it just seemed chunky and, and not so um, classic. BBC wasn't so seamless, if that makes sense. Okay, with the, the branding... Side of With the branding side of things and um, the requirement for flash and things like that as well, and yeah, whatever else there is. Okay, okay. So, how are you finding? Um, well, I guess the views on Vimeo. Are you? I mean, you wouldn't particularly be using it. I guess to market so much, you'd be more using it to connect with your current parents, right? Um, yeah, some of the videos are quite. Um, they, they're quite good you know, they, they'll work for a number of relationships or a number of stakeholders. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, we, since launching the website, I guess, we, we haven't, which was only at the end of last year, we, we haven't had the opportunity, I guess, to, to create um, a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that, it's not a platform that I've been pushing as yet. Um, even to our internals, it's almost been like a, current place to store the video um, 
and and link link to it and to embed you know within an EDM or something yeah. um, at the moment. Because but we do plan on increasing our videography um, throughout this year and really create a good collection of marketing videos as well. Okay, excellent. And with the whole social side of things, how are you finding you know the different networks comparing to each other? Which one's giving you the best results? Um, Facebook is definitely giving us a lot better result when it comes to community. So community interaction um, and information-wise, Facebook is bringing people together Mm -hmm. um, because Facebook is attracting not only parents but also students and staff members. Um, Twitter, on the other hand, is a lot more of an informative PR uh, platform for us. Uh, a lot of media outlets follow Brisbane Voice College and they're informed. Um, you know, we don't use Twitter to inform someone that the bus might be late. Um, but we would inform, uh, we would use Twitter to, I guess, um, broadcast something about uh, fantastic academic results or a, a, the latest GPS premiership that we may have won, which in turn could turn into a larger PR or, or story. Yeah. Um, so Facebook is is far more interactive, um, immediate, you know, comment, commenting and and likes uh, are happening <laughs> like lightning. <laughs> yeah. um, we are using Facebook, I guess, to to drive the spirit and culture of the school, um, whereas Twitter is a far more external source. Mm-hmm. But we are aware that Facebook has also has a number of prospective families on there as well. But it also just gives them an idea as to the, the day in the life of BBC. Yep. Um, so, and then of course with Vimeo, we're looking to grow that. And LinkedIn is working um, reasonably well for staff profiling. Um, well, I'm trying to at the moment build uh, a bit of a, I guess, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, I don't know, group mm-hmm. um, among our current staff members to, to get them because a lot of them already do have Twitter uh, and professionally communicate, um, you know, and, and write papers and things like that. So it'd just be good to be able to link with them so that um, we're aware of it and I can share that information on LinkedIn or Twitter. Okay. Yeah, excellent. So you're kind of bringing out the personalities within the school. That's it. Excellent. Sounds good. Have you tried any perhaps advertising on any of the different social networks? No, no, we haven't. BBC uses um, very, I guess, traditional advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very, very print-oriented uh, advertising um, in specific uh, publications. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've only just moved to uh, a bit of digital advertising on Brisbane Times and Career Mail. All right, excellent. And internally, as far as your staff and your team uh, as part of the marketing and communications uh, division, how does that, um, or how many people are in uh, your organization there making it all happen? As in for marketing communications? Yeah. Three. Three, okay. So yourself, you're heading it up and then you've got... Uh, there's a director of communications mm-hmm. and then there's a graphic designer. Okay. All right, so you all work pretty uh, uh, synergistically to write content or is that kind of uh, someone's particular job? When it comes to social media, that's um, essentially my area. Um, but when it comes to, for example, editorial on the website, that would be the director of communications. Okay. 
Okay. So I will link, as you've probably seen on our Facebook recently, um, Director of Communications put a nice little story, editorial piece up on our website about the first day of school, and I link to that through Facebook. So the whole point of the new website is to have all these platforms and reaching different markets, but to still have one central location. Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily only upload to Facebook. There'll be, there'll be information that's on our website that we will link from Facebook to our website. Mm -hmm. Excellent. It sounds like the uh, presentations that I give at uh, Educate Plus, you're, <laughs> you're telling it all back to me, which is good. <laughs> So with um, what would you say would be, I guess, the most uh, beneficial or rewarding activities you do as, um, as director there? Um, hmm, that's a very good question. Yeah, like as far as maybe publishing on different networks or what gives you the most uh, engagement, I guess, with your community? Um, definitely photographs. Mm -hmm. Um, anything that involves uh, a student or a group of students where, where the community can collectively come together and be like a support base for someone. Okay. So, for example, our, most recently a, a boy was at the National Tennis Championships. Yep. Um, and actually it was international, sorry, international junior tennis championships. Mm -hmm. So he was playing for Australia um, and he was a BBC boy. And so I announced this and I kept them up to date with all, all of Jack's results. And it was really nice to see parents, staff and students come together and, and congratulate and, you know, go Jack, keep going, you know, mm -hmm. we're right behind you. And then, of course, then Jack came back to school and he, he just posted, thanks very much for all the support guys that kept me going. So right. it's always nice to see, um, you know, a well-rounded, um, I guess, community group that not everyone is uh, follows tennis, but they'll definitely follow uh, the story. a student. Yeah, yeah, and the story. Excellent. That's exactly it. Okay. What would you say uh, would be, I guess, some of the challenges um, with your role there, maybe as far as technology or, you know, getting the message out? Um, I guess the hardest thing is at the moment we, we don't necessarily know what platforms everyone's following. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very difficult to, I guess, you can't only rely on one platform. Yeah. So, for example, um, the school... Um, I don't know, the school could be flooded, you know, we're in the middle of the city, so the school could get flooded. Mm -hmm. um, if the school got flooded, we co couldn't just throw it up on our website and assume that everyone's seen that. So we would need to use multiple platforms in multiple messaging um, to ensure that everyone everyone has been informed. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's in a crisis communication sense, but even in a positive communication sense, you know, not everyone will be looking at our website, uh, particularly current parents. So that's why uh, it's shared on Facebook and it might be reiterated in the newsletter um, and it might be retweeted by an old boy and, and it, it, it goes out that way. Yeah. But there's still the central source. It's still pushing everyone back to the website. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's just um, it's starting to create a culture within the current community mm -hmm to teach them that the website is the best main original source of information. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And are you using anything like apps at the moment? 
No. What what we do is we've got a mobile app, a mobile optimized website that mm-hmm. is um, that that part of the website is about to launch itself, yep. um, and I'm would like to watch and see how that goes um, first before using an app because I I I'm really not sure as to how an app will add value um, when people are already on for example, following us on Facebook when we send out a college-wide announcement. I'm, I'm the type of person who I would hate to get something on Twitter, something on Facebook, and then something pushed via my app and an email on my phone. You right. know, um, And I'm, so I'm very aware that our parents are already time poor and busy and you know, dealing with multiple things on their, on their phones or at their desks at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to be – I don't want it to be crowded. Yep. Um, and I, I worry that like an app may crowd our platform use at the moment, but that's not to say that I'd rule it out. Um, it's definitely something we're looking into for from a map experience, a campus map, where to go, how to get here, that type of thing, mm-hmm. um, particularly for other schools who come here for sport right. um, and things like for open day, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Um, and I see on your website, um, specifically talking about admissions and enrollments, like you were mentioning before, you've made the website a bit more focused towards that. I see uh, kind of halfway down, there's a find out more section with apply online, download prospectus, inquire now. Yeah. How do you find that's going? Is any particular one of those getting more clicks than the other? Um, well, our apply online we've always had. Um, we've had for a number of years now. So that's always worked really well um, because we find that we get a lot of apply onlines between 8 p.m. and midnight right. uh, when parents have put their children to sleep. <laughs> yep. um, you know, because these, these, these children can be a baby to, you know, five, six, seven years of age mm-hmm. um, when they're applying. And so it's the one time that they can jump online and they can they scanned everything in, whether that's at work or at home, and, and they can just send it. Um, and the payment's through and they get a confirmation email. But the inquire online we haven't had previously as a fill-in form style option. Mm-hmm. And um, people are really using that. They're, they're, much, they're preferring that, I think, over uh, an email yeah. and, um, or a phone call. And our admissions staff are loving it because they already are able to get as much information as possible, mm-hmm. look them up on the database as to whether they have already applied or not, yeah. so that they already know that when they call them back, um, they already kind of know what the inquiry is about, yeah. rather than um, you know, assuming everyone's brand new. Mm-hmm. I see on your the page after I click on apply online, you've just got a couple of fields there, first name, last name, email, and contact number with a, yeah. a next button. Very clever. Uh, so you're not asking them for you know their, what they had for breakfast and everything on the one page. What happens after they click next on that uh, particular page? It's essentially a, a proper application form, but it just goes through um, five different steps. Okay. So, so they still have to fill in as much information about their son as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain things that we leave out that um, uh, I guess aren't super necessary or enough to put people off. Yep. Um, but if you're applying online, you need to be willing to, that because there's money at the end, mm-hmm. um, you know, there needs to be a, a full process of information given. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, payment, that's all done online, is it? That's all done at the same, yeah, all within the same number of clicks, you know, um, on that apply online. At the very end, it says, 
here's all the information that you filled out, is this correct? And then here's a payment for an application fee. Okay, excellent. And this particular system, is this done through a particular system or like an email autoresponder? Is anything attached to that? Uh, no, no, there's no email autoresponder. Um, and the main reason for that is we would like our, our admission staff to be able to, you know, I guess, obtain that data implement it into our database system, ensure the payment's gone through, and then such time as they get, I guess, a confirmation of application. Okay. Yeah. And the, when you say uh, it goes into the database, which particular system are you using to manage all that? Oh, we use TAS. Okay. So this online form, does that send an email through to the registrar? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Excellent. So there it is, the complete audio recording with Nicole DeVries. If you enjoyed that and would like to hear more, I've got more episodes and more interviews on onlinemarketingforschools.com. Plus, you can find out a lot of other information about uh, all the different social networks, how to get your pages set up on them, and how to really optimize them. So thanks again for listening, and please feel free to visit onlinemarketingforschools.com.